on today's episode of the Locked on Texan podcast. YouTube comments, that's going to be fun. Revisiting Davis Mills, and we also revisit another topic from earlier in the week. Cody, it's Friday. We're going to have fun right after you start the show. You are Locked on Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Friday edition of the Locked On Texas Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Besides Thursday, they ain't have practice on Thursday. They will have practice later today <laughs> on Friday. I'm John Hickman. That's Cody Davis. Oh, my gosh. A very successful week for the Houston Texans. And to end off the week, what better way, Cody, than to do so with the YouTube comments? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You know, I, I know they got a lot, too. It was, was interesting. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Rice says, scouted D. Pierce pre-draft. He reminds me of another get a running back that played the team up in Dallas in the 90s. Also said he's enjoyed the podcast. The running back he's talking about is Emmett Smith. Played for the <laughs> Shout out to my boy E. Field. Hey, listen, we would love here in Houston. The Texans would love here in Houston if they would have found, presumably, the diamond of all diamonds in the rough, and Damian Pierce, and he turns out to be similar to an Emmitt Smith during his time with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. I, I, listen, I don't think nobody <laughs> – would would be mad at that, uh, Cody? Any thoughts on D. Pierce potentially ending up like Emma Smith? The only the only thing I could think of that can say where Emma Smith and Damian Pierce will make sense in the same sense in the same sentence. Remember, John, the only reason how the Dallas Cowboys got Emmitt Smith was due to a trade by trading Hershey Walker, I believe to the Minnesota Vikings, if I'm not mistaken. And they got a haul back and one of those draft picks was Emmitt Smith. With that being said, Emmitt Smith was a foundational piece that set up the Dallas Cowboys, as we all know, for the 1990s. And it just so happens that the Houston Texans drafted Damian Pierce in the same season after they departed from their franchise player in Deshaun Watson. Man. That's the only similarity Man. I can see. However, if it happens, I mean, look, if it happens, look, I think me, you, everybody in the city of Houston would be, you know, just ecstatic. I mean, as of right now, I wouldn't even put Pierce in the same census as Earl Campbell, who is the greatest running back in Houston sports history. I mean, he might be on the Mount Rushmore if we're being honest, but mm. Emmitt Smith, I, I mean, look, I, I, I love it at the end of the day. I love it. Lucky Redfish. Where you guys get these YouTube names from? <laughs> Shout out to Lucky Redfish. He said, well, you had a question, rather. He said, uh, he asked, who is going to return kicks this season? And I like this post because mm. – there's a good, good couple of back and forth. Uh, Jamie Adams responded, number one. Smith, Chris responded, cornerback Tremont Smith. He got wheels. And, um, you know, I, I see Tremont Smith being a factor in the return game. Um, and another question was, will the Texans 
use Stingley to kind of connect it to in the report in the punt game, return game. I think they will at some point. I think that they flirt with it. If he's showing signs that that Lens Frank injury is truly a thing of the past in all aspects of his game and all aspects of his athletic ability, then I think Houston does flirt with putting Stingley to return some punts. And I can see Traymond Smith and maybe a Chris Moore back there for kick returns. To be honest with you, John, listeners and viewers, I was actually going through my notes right here. I don't know if you guys can see it, but my training camp notes in one of the days while I was paying attention to who was getting a lot of reps with kickoff returns. Um, Derek Stanley is in the rotation as a kickoff returner um, along with, um, hold on, let me get these numbers right. There's one guy that I'm keeping my eye out on. And that's a wide receiver who goes by the name of Chad Beesby. This is a young man who it seems like he's getting majority of the reps in terms of special teams. And I also want to mention Desmond King. He's another yeah. guy who has been in that kickoff returner as well. And I paid attention to that position during day four because I remember doing um, mandatory minicamp there was the possibility where it looked like the Houston Texans were flirting with Marlon Mack in the kickoff game. And, John, I know you did not like that, but it seems like they kind of put that towards the end. Since the, end, since the start of training camp, I would like to mention, I only seen Marlon Mack getting kick return reps only one time over this last week, but Derek Stingley Jr., they are definitely flirting with that idea. And it makes sense, too. It does make sense. And, again, I think if he's, like, back to his athletic form, why not put him back there? Mm -hmm. Houston does not have a X-factor player right now that fans, like, have to come see. No must-see player. Derek Stingley could possibly be that uh, for Houston, like Patrick Peterson was a few years back in the league for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Slow to roll asks, are the Texans going to sign another quarterback to replace Kevin Hogan? Right now the depth chart looks like Davis Mills, Kyle Allen, and Jeff Driscoll. I say no, Cody. You're out there. How is Kyle Allen looking when he runs with the twos and whatever unit he's going on uh, running with? Honestly, John, if I had to evaluate Kyle Allen's performance as of right now through this first week of training camp on a scale to 1 to 10, rating him as being a backup quarterback, I would give him a 5. There has been days where he wow. looks really good, where you say to yourself, look, if something happens to Davis Mills, rather it be some type of devastating injury, knock on wood, hopefully that doesn't happen. Or if Davis Mills does not pan out like we hope and it gets to the point, look, week 10, we got to get Davis Mills out of there and you put Kyle Allen in. There's been days where you can, where you think it to yourself, okay, the Texans have a reliable backup that will at least keep this team competitive. However, there's been days like on Wednesday when he walked away throwing two to three interceptions where you're thinking to yourself, if Kyle Allen has to start for this organization, then Nick Casario and Lovey Smith are definitely keeping their eyes on Bryce Young and CJ entering the 2023 draft at that position. And I say all that just to say, look, as I mentioned here on Locked on Texans, possibly since the end of last season, if things doesn't pan out with Davis Mills, you have an additional first-round pick. Go get your quarterback for the future. And if it does pan out for Davis Mills and you are competitive and you're winning more games, then you can use that first overall pick to focus on another position. But at the end of the day, I don't see the Houston Texans signing another free agent quarterback. 
Last one before we move on. This is from Carlitos Way, Texas, on the rushing back top observation from Day 5 podcast. It's T.Y. Hilton sign. He back with Indy. It will be sweet to have him in slot. No, he's not signed. No, he's not in Indy. No, he is not welcome <laughs> here in the city of Houston. And, and the funny thing about it is T.Y. owns a he got a, he got a, a key to the NRG Stadium. Exactly. Every time he comes and plays in Houston, he makes himself right at home. And so uh, I, we don't even have to sign him here in Houston for him to come. He can just walk right on in and, and go to his room because <laughs> he owns a place. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Listen, you can find the reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even get you some golf in. BetOnline continues to be the top online source for all of your sports and wagering information. Head to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today because BetOnline is where the game starts. Welcome back, Locked On Texans listeners and fans out there. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texas podcast. There was no practice for the Texans on Thursday. Practice will resume today on Friday. They have an open to the public practice on Saturday, this August 6th. I don't know where the tickets are. Go out there and find them. Google them. Find a way to get your family out here to see the new age and new era of the Houston Texans that presumably for the next 17 games will be led by Davis Mills under center. You're looking at a Davis Mills this week. One day in practice, 11 for 14 from the field. A couple of touchdowns on one day. Another day ended ended his 11 on 11 drills, 13 to 17. Finished with two red zone touchdowns, uh, finding his tight ends during the seven on seven drills. He had four total touchdowns. You're looking at a Davis Mills that we're not talking about the five interception day from last year during Camp Casario, <laughs> right? During that time, it was we cannot see him play football this year. Like if he plays this season would have been what the season was already going to be, right? <laughs> so, but you're looking at Adam Davis Mills that all offseason put into work, totally different, a whole 180 from last year. With him and Pep Hamilton, it does kind of feel like, even with the paper-thin wide receiving group, it does feel like this is a team, this is an offense that can finally put points on the board, which they were not able to do last year, that has a quarterback that's smart and and right now still growing with the OC for the offense, but he's clicking right now. He's not having playbook and mental errors right now during training camp. Hmm. This offense could potentially be much better than what we've seen last year. I'm not going to go back two years prior, but last year Hmm. Davis Mills does, at least during training camp, guys, he looks like he gets it. And what I've been able to see out of Davis Mills, and there's two parts to this question, you know, and there's a reason why we really haven't dived into Davis Mills 
through these through this first week of training camp because I really wanted to see one could he be consistent. And ever since the start of camp last Friday, I have seen a more consistent Davis Mills. I have seen a more confident Davis Mills. And as I mentioned a couple of days ago, when we started hearing people say, you know, he's settling too much for 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 checkdowns. I like that because one, he isn't forcing anything. Yes, we all know Davis Mills has a strong arm, and yes, we all know there are some, there is some speed within this wide receiving core to where you can say, you know what, there's going to be multiple opportunities for the Houston Texans to utilize Davis Mills' strong arm and push that ball down the field a lot more. However, if it's not there, it's not there, and I'm loving that. And as a matter of fact, what I'm loving most about Davis Mills is the fact that. He is spreading the ball around a lot, not just during the regular season, but even during training camp last year, even throughout practice last year. When I tell you he was using Brandon Cooks as a safety blanket, he was literally using yeah. safe, um, Brandon Cooks as a safety bl blanket. This year, not only is he, not only do he has that same connection with Cooks, but he's finding Nico Collins. He's utilizing his tight end, Farrell Brown, Brevin Jordan. He's finally finding Chris Conley. He's finding Chris Moore. He he's making guys like Jalen Camp and Johnny Johnson the third. He he's making them look like they can actually be reliable receivers in the passing game. And I get it. I understand it. Um, we are still a week away from the first preseason game, and that's when we're really going to dive into all of these evaluations. But as of right now, once again, I'm not going to go as far as to say, you know, oh, my God, the Houston Texans have found their new franchise quarterback or whatever the case might be. But what I would like to say, what I have been able to see out of Davis Mills throughout this first, first week, I see a guy who is starting to establish himself as a reliable starting quarterback in this league. Now, look, hopefully beyond the 2022 campaign, his career will remain here in the city of Houston. But if it doesn't be in Houston, this is a guy who's going to be a long-term quarterback for somebody. Once again, hopefully here in Houston. And I'm glad that you mentioned the offense, John, listeners and viewers, because a couple of days ago we had an opportunity to talk to Davis Mills um, post-practice. I believe it was Tuesday. And I can't remember who it was, but somebody asked him, you know, what are some of the early differences that you were starting to notice between a Tim Kelly offense and a Pep Hamilton offense? And he said that what he likes most about Pep Hamilton is the fact that he's making his job a lot easier as a quarterback. He is taking a lot off his plate. And that, re that, that really was a big point of emphasis to me because I can remember going back to, and look, I hate to bring this man name up, but it's really it, it really showcased the difference between Pep Hamilton and, and Tim Kelly. I remember there were times where Deshaun Watson, especially early on in his career, was talking about how complicated it was to run a Texans offense because it was so much on the plate of a quarterback. Now, with Pep Hamilton as, the, as your offensive coordinator, it's not like that. He even talked about to the point where it's not even his job to point out the middle linebacker. He talked about how it's actually Pep Hamilton has created it to the point where it's up to the center position to, hey, you know, this is the linebacker you have to pay attention to, which means, of course, Justin Britt, you know, is a little bit more on his plate, but... Everything, veteran. yeah, veteran, and 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 look at the end of the day, it makes a lot of sense. And 
when you talk about the development of Davis Mills, what I just mentioned, the quote he just finished talking about, talking about how, how Pep Hamilton has made his job a lot easier as the quarterback, it lets you know why it was so important for the Texans to put Davis Mills in a position where he could succeed, not just with the players that he's throwing the ball to, not just the players who's protecting him, but also the coaching staff who is going out there and who has the responsibility to make sure he's in the best position to succeed, hopefully beyond the 2022 campaign for the Houston Texans. I want to say really quick, I heard that shot at Tim Kelly. Yo, it was definitely a big shot at Tim Kelly. <laughs> and I like that from Davis Mills. Like, you know what? I know last year was rough, but you guys clearly had to see what I was dealing with mm -hmm. in Tim Kelly, who I, I don't think mentally he was really here in Houston. Um, And we've said it plenty of times here on the show. Whenever they let Davis Mills just go out there and let the offense just kind of flow with him with himself he he plays good i do want to mention that pep hamilton who he spoke very highly of said davis mills with, with davis mills progression he said that we feel like he's playing faster and that's really just processing information as you drop back as opposed to just saying okay what happened great words from both men talking about each other before this upcoming season thanks for making locked on texans your first listen today now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league. And uh, actually, I, before we move on, funny exchange on Twitter. Um, Wave at wins, though, tweeted, I'll be on my fourth podcast and Locked On hosts are like, <laughs> thanks for making this your first listen today. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I responded with the laughing emojis, and he tweeted back, y'all were actually my, my first listen today, though. But all of y'all hosts are consistent. Gotta love it. Shout out to my boy, uh, Dove. But Dub at, it's Dub, but it is at Wave at Wins, though. Early in the week, we talked about the tight end group, Farrell Brown, um, Brevin Jordan, the Texans announced that as of right now, Pharaoh Brown is the starting tight end. Cody, I think we'll see a lot of more 12 personnels uh, mm -hmm. set for the Houston Texans this year. I think they'll utilize that. But I want to say that I think Brevin Jordan can be kind of special. The number one tight end coming out when he was in high school, uh, Miami is in – right now where they've been with their program has been it's, – it's, it's been good and it's been – unwatchable at times, but mm -hmm. shout out to the U, man. The U, I always will love the U college football. Uh, but coming out of Miami, athletic, crazy. He looks leaner this year. Uh, looks more like an NFL tight end. Been working on blocking all offseason. We know that he can catch. We know that he has some good speed behind him, and if he's in open field, he can make a play. Uh, I, I really like his what his potential ceiling can be. And I think we talk about Pep Hamilton being good for Davis Mills. Well, Pep Hamilton, I think, will be good for this tight end group. They just mentioned how they have a plan to how they want to use him. They're talking about Farrell Brown and that they want to be involved with the tight end group in the offense, uh, with the offense this year. Pep Hamilton will be good for the tight end group, and I think he's going to be really good for Brevin Jordan because Brevin Jordan can actually be utilized, something that we haven't seen the Texans do since 
maybe CJ Fedorts. Um, I know Darren Fields has seven touchdowns. Phil Brown had a good year for Houston two years ago, but they really wasn't just focal points in the in the, in the NFL's offense for the Texans. What I'm getting at is I really think Farrell Brown, who's going to be the number one tight end going into the season, I think at some point he may take a backseat to Brevin Jordan. I think Brevin Jordan's mm. ceiling is kind of high as an athlete playing football. Uh, I really want to see this young man get an opportunity to be featured in this offense this year. I get where you are coming from, John, and I know this is going to sound crazy coming from me. You're talking about a guy who has been really high on Brevin Jordan, and I still am. But, John, Pharaoh Brown, if he hasn't been the best player throughout this first week of training camp, he is no lower than number two. This man has went out there. You're talking about consistency. You're talking he's about. Over, he's over Cook's hand, Colin? He's definitely over Brandon Cooks. Because, look, I mean, at the end of the day, we all know what to expect out of Brandon Cooks. I mean, look what this team did last year. And, and the man still went out there and caught for over 1,000 receiving yards. Like, come on now. You know, the shock factor of, of Pharaoh Brown is like. Once again, I hate to bring this man name up, but when you go back to when he first got here in, in 2020, playing alongside Deshaun Watson, we all like, okay, maybe the Houston Texans finally have their next tight end. And you saw what he did last year, and it's like, well, damn, was he just that good only because he was playing with Deshaun? It's a complete 180 from the last time we saw him during the 2021 campaign. And this guy has is not only making plays in a passing game, but he's also blocking as well. But I do want to give kudos to Pep Hamilton once again, because like I mentioned a couple of days ago, when we talked about this tight end core, Pep Hamilton is utilizing these guys to their best attributes. And remember, John, listening to the viewers, nearly every single game, when we did our recaps on Mondays, outside of the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars week one, which was a win, almost every single game after that, we came on this show talking about how Tim Kelly and David Cully are not utilizing Brevin Jordan and definitely Pharaoh Brown to the best of their abilities. You don't see those same mistakes, at least throughout the first week of training camp as of right now. Both of these guys, man, you can tell that they have put in the work throughout the offseason. And I'm not going to go as far as to say he's going to reach his goal as being a, 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 a all-pro tight end like he said he hopes to be this year. But, John, the way Farrell Brown is looking I don't see him taking a step back to Bourbon Jordan, at least for this year. I say maybe give it one more season. Uh, I will like to say this. I think with his athletic ability, I think Bourbon Jordan can be used. You can line him up in the backfield. You can line him up, you know, uh, line of scrimmage tight end. You can line him up as a slot, you know, put him in a slot area. Mm-hmm. You can line him up in different different um, uh, positions on your offense. And – Again, that is an extra thing that he can do for this team moving forward. And, again, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of times where we got Brevin and Farrell Brown out there on the Mm -hmm. field. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Texan Podcast on YouTube. 
tell a friend to tell a friend tell their grandma to put them put us on their prayer list at church so we can get some more subscribers follow me on twitter at john underscore hickman 12 follow us on twitter at locked on texans as well as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.